Hello, everyone. This is Dovi Shapiro, and today I will be interviewing Rabbi Abba Perlmutter Shliach in Long Beach, California, on the topic of the fear of fundraising. I just want to say thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your experiences and help Shluchim have more Hatzlach on their Shluchas. It's my pleasure. First, I would like to give a special thank you to the sponsors of this week's podcast. Thank you to Tzvachman Jewelers, and thank you to the Smetana Group. Thank you for making the Shluchim podcast available to all Shluchim. So let's get right to it. Why is it that we have so much fear when it comes to fundraising? There's a basic element that people just hate rejection. We don't like to hear the word no. Starting when we're little kids, we don't like to hear no. We don't like to hear no from our kids. And certainly fundraising has a high, high percentage of no's associated with it. And therefore, it just puts this tremendous negative feeling to it. We feel like we're imposing on people. We're feeling, we feel that we're asking things that we may not be deserving of. And we just hate to hear that word, no rabbi, no rabbi, no rabbi. What can Ashliach think about to help give them the courage to make the call? Okay. There's two things that I think that are very important. Number one is you have to be extremely confident in what you do. You have to remember that you are the only guy in your town that is doing what you do. I don't care how many shluchim here in Long Beach. We have a number of different shluchim here living in Long Beach. It doesn't make a difference. I am the only guy here that does what I do here in this town. Nobody can replace me. And no one can replace you. It doesn't matter where you're, if you're in Salt Lake City, Utah, or in Miami Beach, Florida. You have to feel extremely confident that you are the Rebbe's Shliach and you are the main man in your town. And what you do is extremely, extremely important. Number two, always realize that no matter what they say, it's not personal. When someone says no to you on a request for money, they don't mean to diss you. You are still a great guy. You are the number one guy. You are the mayor, the governor, the president of your community. You are a wonderful shliach, a great husband, a tremendous father. And you have to remember that constantly. So when the guy says to you, I'm not giving you, Rabbi, he doesn't mean you personally. So don't take it personal. So when you pick up the phone and you're going to call whoever you're going to call, have those two things in mind. Number one, that you're an important guy. You're a VIP. There's only one of you in the whole world. No one else is like you. And number two, even if it's the worst case scenario, and this may happen quite often, is the guy won't take your call or say no to your request or push you off for a later time. He doesn't mean you personally. Don't take it personal. If the guy says no, hang up the phone and immediately dial another number to someone else. Because eventually, and statistics will prove this, that you will you go through a number of no's, you will eventually hit a yes. And those two things, I think, are important to give us the chizuk to be able to keep making those calls. So why, is it that, why do you think Hashem set it up this way, that we have to work so hard just to pay the bills? Why can't it be easier for Shliach? Why Hashem set it up this way, I, I, I don't know. I could tell you honestly, if you have to get him, you have to interview him. He'd be a good interview. You could get him. Yeah. 
Yeah, but he's been elusive. I've tried myself a number of times. He's a tough guy to, he's a tough guy to corner. I could just tell you like this. Many years ago, a group of shluchim went into the Rebbe, and they had an idea to start a business. And the business model was going to be that they're going to make so much money that they're going to be able to support the shluchim around the country. Of course, there were much less shluchim than there is today. But this was their business proposal to the Rebbe. It would have made sense. Das Tachten would have said, look, it makes sense. You know what? Run a business. Send everybody what they need. No problem. The Rebbe rejected it. He said, so how are you going to be Mazaka Yidin with Tzedakah? What are you going to do? So this Yid that wants to give you the money, you're going to deny him the opportunity of doing that? Of course not. The Rebbe wants us to go out there and be Mazaka these Yidin that Hashem Yisborech entrusted them with his money, because it's all, it's, all, it's all Hashem's money, and it should go eventually to the Shliach. Hashem wants you to go out there and to make that connection, because he wants that Yid to give Tzedakah. And you're that vehicle to be able to bring that about. Now, that's good in general about the whole idea of fundraising, why it has to be so hard and why a shliach has to suffer so much. That I can't answer. That I can't answer. There's, there's no reason why. A shliach shouldn't have to suffer so much. He should be able to be able to live barchava and you should have all the brachas of the Rebbe. And that's, that's the truth of the matter. Why it is so that, that we suffer so much is, is a question that we have to ask the Rabbani Shalom, you know, man Krishna Shalomita. If I may ask you, did you ever go through a really low time financially? And uh, what did you do at that time? I'll tell you what happened. Many years ago, I used to be the director of the Hebrew Academy. We have a day school here in town. And for a few years, I was the director responsible for the, for the financial well-being of the institution. This was a big school, and things were just a boy maimad nafish. There was no end to it. A school is just a bottomless pit. And anybody who's a manal of a day school knows that, forget it, you'd rather eat glass, do anything than have to cover that budget because it's impossible. Every day brings another challenge. And I was at a very, very low time at that moment. It was still before Gimel Tamus. We were in New York. I think it was by Akinis Ashluchim. I decided that by dollars, I'm going to just tell the Rebbe about the Maim and the Matziv and ask for a special bracha for the Maisid. I was very nervous, very nervous, because I wasn't used to talking to the Rebbe and a chutzpah taking, you know, the Rebbe's time by the dollars, but I felt, you know what, I mean, I needed it, the Maisid needed it, and Laman, the Maisid, I'm going to do it. So as my time came about to go to the Rebbe, the Rebbe gave me a dollar, and I leaned over to the Rebbe, and I told the Rebbe that oh, I need a special bracha for the Maisid, the Maimed Matzev is very, very bad there. And the Rebbe instructed me to put a pushka in every classroom. In every classroom. And that's what I did. And the Baruch Hashem, it got a little easier. And certainly, I think the idea was that when you put a pushka in each classroom, you're making already the, the kindly, because I can't imagine the Rebbe meant that the kids in each classroom would, 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 would meet the budget. I mean, that would be great if kids brought in stock every day to meet the budget. But I think by putting in the kindly in each classroom and making that kindly available... I think that's kind of what the bracha is all about. So in general, now, I've learned that I'm the type of person that when it comes to fundraising, I like to create a vehicle in the fundraising world.
That means I'm a, I'm a, an event-driven fundraiser. Dinners, and, and then there's uh, programs and uh, other stuff to do that. So I think if, you know, making a vessel, making a Kaylee for it, uh, I think will help in the fundraising world. Now, everybody is different, of course, and they all do everything separately, but I think for me, that works the best. Can you give us an example of how you would call someone that is not so involved, but you really need their support? What would you say to them on the phone? Okay, so this is, this is, this is now you're asking a question of the toughest, toughest part of fundraising. That is cold calling. You don't really know the person. He doesn't really know you. You want to go. So let me, before I answer that question, let me just say that there's a number of different ways to avoid this because many shluchim, unless you're new you're down and you don't know anybody, but there are many shluchim that know people that don't have to go through this method of someone that uh, you don't really know. I mean, you have people that, that come to your services. You have relatives of people that come to your services. You have people that, people that you already service that know people that you haven't tapped into. So there's a number of different ways and suggestions to go the route where you don't have to start calling people that you don't know that well. But since the question on the table is, hey, look, I, I haven't done all of these or I'm not going to do this, and now I'm left to calling people I don't really know, there are a number of ways to go about this. First of all, you've got to call the guy early in the mornings because once the secretaries get into the office, you're not getting through because that's what the secretaries get paid for. If any guy's, anybody's worth anything, he hires a, what they call a gatekeeper. So try to call them early in the morning before the secretaries get into the office. Once you have the guy on the phone, it's all about the way you sound. If you sound confident, you say, hello, Mr. Cohen, my name is Rabbi Perlmutter. I'm with Shul by the Shore here in Long Beach. And you know, there's some things I would love to share with you. When is a good time where we can set up an appointment? Is Tuesday good for you or is Thursday good for you? Now, most of the time what's going to happen is going to be that he's going to, of course, say, neither is good for me. You know, Rabbi, I, uh, I support the local temple. My response to that is, of course you support the local temple, and that's why I'm calling you. I'm calling you because I know that Mr. Cohn is a man who's already involved, who's a charitable person and cares about Judaism and the continuity of Judaism. And, you know, I'd love to share with you what we're doing here in town. So when would be a good time to meet you, Mr. Cohn? Ah, you know what? My charities are all, you know, used up, or he'll say Mrs. Cohen is involved, and you keep going back to the same topic. Oh, Mr. Cohen, of course I called you because you're the man. Mr. Cohen is charitable. Mr. Cohen is involved. Mr. Cohen is this. And all you're really wanting to do is just share some time. Try, I try to not say the word, I'm here to ask you for money. I mean, I just want to, just want to share some things with you. I'm a rabbi here in town. You're a community leader here in town. And I just want to be there. Now, if the guy, you know, after three, four rejections, you see that you're not getting anywhere, move on. Move on. He obviously doesn't want to meet you. Put his name on the side. Go to someone else. Because there are going to be a lot of people that are not going to want to see you. That's the, that's the name of the game. They're not interested. They're, they, they're either angry at Chabad. Uh, I know that's hard to believe because we never make people angry. People always love us. But... There are some people out there that may be angry. They may have had a bad experience with another rabbi, not you, because you're a tzaddik gomer. But overall, 
you know what, someone after three, four responses that he's not interested and you got the message quite clear, move it on. Now, a worse thing could happen is he could say, yes, I'll meet you. Now you're in trouble because now you have to prepare for that meeting. You've got to go in there and, and say, you know, sell something. So that's the kind of thing that I would say less, say less about, be concise, who you are, what's your product, what do you want. My name is Perlmutter. I'm with Chabad. I want a meeting. PP&P, product and phone and pitch, that's all you need on your desk. So after you're finished with the COLs and after you're finished with the chronites.orgs and after you finish going through all your other stuff, when you sit down ready to do the fundraising, just remember your phone, your product, who you are, what you're selling, and the pitch, what you want from the guy. Less said, the better. Once you get this meeting and you show up to this meeting, um, and, and there's so many different kinds of people. There could be a big business guy that you're trying to meet, or you could be in a small town, and there's just someone in the community that you're trying to meet for the first time. What is the, the best approach at that meeting? Would you, would you do the ask at that meeting? Tell you something. You knew. You've got you to think like this. There's exceptions to every rule. There's no, there's no one, one shoe fits all for right. every case and every place. Right. But generally... Right. When you're asking a meeting of a balabas that has the financial means, he's not looking for friends, okay? He's not looking for you to go golfing with him. He's not looking for you to go on a ski vacation with him. He's letting you in because he's curious. Someone talked about you. You're an interesting guy. You remind him of your Zayda. Who knows what went on in the guy's mind when he made that bad mistake in saying yes to you? Because it's going to come back to haunt him because now he's stuck with this Chabad rabbi forever. Okay? So now you've got an opening. He said yes. For whatever reason is, you have to go in there, give him a pitch, and make him your partner. Make him your partner. Even if it's $18, even if it's $25, no matter what it is, you're in there and you ask him, say, hello, sir, Mr. Cohen, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule. I'm here. My name is Rabbi Perlmutter. This is what I do here in town. This is what is needed right now. Pesach is coming up. We're distributing here in town 1,400 pounds of shmura matzah. We're feeding poor people. We're, you know, we're buying clothes for poor people. Whatever you're, We're making a seder for college students. We're making a seder for the elderly. We're making a seder for any, whoever, whatever you could think of and what you're really doing. I mean, don't lie. But whatever you're doing, and Mr. Cohen, we need you as a partner. There's an old adage in the, in the business, ABC. ABC stands for always be closing. Always be closing, meaning that you're there for a purpose to get his support. This is Dovi Shapiro, and I would like to give special thanks to the many shluchim that continue to give feedback. If you have any ideas whatsoever, I would love to hear them. So please email me at rabbi at jewishflagstaff.com. If you know anyone that wants to sign up for the weekly podcast, they can email me as well with the word subscribe. Make it a great week.